Hi everyone, it's me, Idris, and I'm here to tell you that we have a brand new Patriot. When I say new, I mean returning. His name is John. John, thank you for joining Patreon once again. You left us, but you came back. That's all that matters. Thank you for being a Patriot once again. Now remember, you too can be a Patriot at patreon.com slash popcorn, just like John. Thank you, everyone. Idris, out. <laughs> up little biscuits and sun-dried tomatoes is your boy eddie collins guys and this is justin brown and this is uh, another episode where we talk about movie news and movie trailers uh but unfortunately this is going to be our last episode with uh, this topic for the, the time being because of the wga and sag after strikes it just feels um in poor taste sometimes to kind of talk about particularly movie trailers just because we're promoting the work of these studios. Obviously there's creatives and a lot mm-hmm. of blood, sweat and tears that went on, on that end. But at the end of the day, we're still kind of shouting out product that's coming out from a studio that has yet to meet these artists back at the table. Now yeah. there was a news article just released today as of this recording from Hollywood Reporter that the WGA said the studios are uh, asking to restart talks. Apparently they're going to sit down this Friday and I guess figure out some parameters of how they can restart things. But at the same time, it's still going to be weeks from now before we probably get any kind of re- resolution or any kind of movement. So yeah. um, for the time being, we're just going to kind of refrain on the movie news and trailer reactions. But you'll either get a mini episode, a mini review, or you'll get like a, a re-release or something like that yeah. during those uh, off weeks. But um, just, I mean, what are your thoughts on the strike? We're almost at uh, the three months now for the writer's strike and actors have been struck for about a month or so. Yeah, basically fuck them niggas. Not the actors, not the writers, fuck the studios. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Yeah, I mean, like, the the fact is that, you know, they're making this go this long, and, and the reason why, because it's just pure, uh, unadulterated greed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fuck them niggas. You know, and, and you, know, you know, yeah. listen, it is what it is, and I, I know there's going to be a lot of people who are really strong uh, strongly against the studios who um, may not work very well after the, after all of this because a lot of people, a lot of actors, you know, from the top to the bottom are very uh, vocal about how much this yes. is bullshit. And you know what? It's almost to the point where, like, do you really want to be a part of this right now? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's... Uh, they're really showing how much they value or don't value yeah. uh, the talent. Yeah, so. man. I've been feeling it. Like, it sucks, man. It's like, you know, it's it's very clearly sending a message. But to me, it also sends a message that there's incompetency at the top level. Yeah. There's there's people that are in there right now. Who, it's similar to our government, if I'm being honest, that are tasked with solving some very complex problems. And these problems didn't just happen overnight. They've been, they've been brewing for a long time, and we've just been kicking the bucket down the, the fucking street, right? 
now the chickens are coming home to roost and it's time to really man up and figure this shit out and maybe make some sacrifices. Right? Yep. And that's not happening. They want all the sacrifice to come from the side of the creatives. The studios aren't willing to take the sacrifice. They're not willing. And I think the biggest issue is they all got fucking mud in their face because they all tried to follow Netflix. Who were o- they were always playing a different fucking game. Mm-hmm. They are always playing a different game than everybody else. These motherfuckers thought they were playing chess. These niggas are over here. Netflix was playing Clue. They're like, they're like you're not going to know who killed you. Like, they, they've just been doing a different thing. And, you know, I, I know that, you know, we've said it on this uh, show quite a number of times. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the reason why you see all of these, you know, rehashes of old properties and things like that is because the studios don't, they, they don't, want to see talent uh, come up and make new things, yeah. which, you know, w- which then makes new, you know, great and, and exciting uh, talent or just projects that like change the game. They want to uh, rehash things that they've, that they own own. Yep. That's, that's been around for X amount of years. So they can just, you know, keep that money, you know, in house. And, and like, it's not about new stars for them. It's yeah. about just like recycling the old ones until they're gone, long gone. And then, you know, then they'll figure out how they could just work AI in from mm-hmm. that point. It's like, but that's, that's why. And it's like every, you know, and we've, we've spoken about it so many times. It's like, why is it all about like, you know, these old properties? Like, this is why, and this is what, it, this was the end game for them. And it's like, and now that it's finally come to fruition, you know, this, you know, now we understand is like, this is why we need to band together and fucking uh, fight these bastards off. Yeah. And it's also getting bad on the film critic side of things, yeah. you know, like more and more like social media influencers are to be prioritized for film screenings and stuff now. Yeah. And because they're going to be ridiculously enthusiastic about whatever they're invited to, especially if they're getting like, you know, free merch and stuff, which does happen for critics sometimes, but these niggas are getting like free everything to promote movies and then praise the movie. And they're not held accountable yep. to the journalistic standards or even like our standards of like Ryan tomato critics of not being conflicted. Yeah. So they can like be showing you all the things like uh, for Barbie, right? Let's say Barbie wasn't great. They could have an influence. like, I got this t-shirt signed by Ryan Gosling and the movie's fantastic. Go see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they actually like, maybe they don't like it or the shells. Yeah. So it's just, it's just all fucked up. Um, and that's why some people are just like, you know what? My time is up. Time for me to get out of here. Yeah. You know, uh, some gone too soon that we'll talk about. Uh, Tony Bennett, uh, the 20 Grammy Award uh, winning singer, died in 96, which I didn't know he was that old. He yeah. looked great because I just saw him perform like two years ago. Yeah, a hell of a run. Um, but that's why I'm, like, I'm saying like some people are just like, my time, my time's here. Like, well, 96 I, I'm, is a I'm, great I'm, I'm pretty sure that Tony Bennett was just like, ah, oh, the strike. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out. Take me now, Lord. No, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. I, but, I mean, you know, you know, 96 is a good run, though. Yeah. So, you know, happy trails to, to Tony Bennett. It's good, man. 96. Fuck. I ain't going to make it to no 96. Yeah, that's scary, right? When you like, you're just honest with yourself. Listen. <laughs> Don't say anything crazy, Justin. I was going to say something crazy. I, I had to laugh and stop myself yes, before please, the crazy thing please, came out of my mouth. Before you curse yourself or anything like that. Please. <laughs> what do you think? I've got a fucking uh, a, a monkey paw in there? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> you might. Um, speaking of other uh, um, 
unfortunate passings. Um, Paul Rubens of Pee Wee Herman fame died at age 70 from a private battle with cancer. And he actually yeah. wrote uh, in his final letter an apology to fans saying, I'm sorry I never shared, you know, what I was going through. Um, but he's always appreciated yep. uh, his fans, his family, and his friends. And he um, it, it, it's, it's very much like a farewell. Yep. And, like, which is... You know, like th- that's actually a beautiful thing yeah. to actually because we rarely get that from exactly. people, and like I mean, that's that th- that's super amazing that he had the the wherewithal to throw that little blurb out there before his passing. Like exactly. I, I I I actually love that for him because he was able to express how much uh, the you know we we the yep. fans and every and the people around him really meant to him like that's that's super dope yeah and i've heard mixed things about like his behavior and conduct and stuff like that um as a person obviously there's the infamous like porn theater and yeah. situation but well, listen so everybody gotta get the rock i've heard i've heard some other stuff that i was like i don't i don't know like i can't confirm or deny that mm. um but i gotta say like his work as pb herman incredibly unsettling for me as a kid but it was so weird and unique, and the shit he did with Tim Burton was always like really yeah. interesting. And as like a a weird kid that didn't quite fit what was being shown on mainstream shit, seeing Pee Wee Herman and Tim Burton like in that collab and stuff just made me feel like okay, I don't fully get this, but it's something. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Is also like you know, you know, um, Paul Rubens. He's an improv guy. Yeah, like he developed that character Pee Wee Herman with Phil Hartman. Yeah, man. yeah, like you know, so like. You know, I don't oh, think man, a lot of people... That, the jokes they must be doing in, in heaven. <laughs> well, I'm not going to speculate where they yeah, are, but, well, but just like the jokes they made back in the day. Yeah. Phil Hartman, man, that guy. I mean, not only was he a hilarious just actor, but he also like... I, he His delivery was just fucking fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I miss it. <laughs> Tro- Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such... <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, you know, again... Uh, I mean, he died of cancer in that old age, but yeah. I guess happy trails uh, yeah. as well to uh, Paul Rubin. Absolutely. And uh, I mentioned uh, folks that leave us too soon. Angus Cloud of Euphoria fame, uh, who played one, my favorite character on the show, uh, Fez, um, died a few days ago at the age of 25. Yeah. Um, rumors from a, a potential drug overdose. And his father apparently had died of cancer pretty quickly just a week ago. Yeah, um, as and apparently recording. he was having a hard time yeah. uh, dealing with it. So you know the drug overdose could t- it's, could be um, you know a suicide. Yeah. But you know you know obviously that's something that we can't speculate. We shouldn't speculate yeah. about. Uh, but you know, it's well, however it happened, yeah. um, you know, it's sad. Twenty five is not. He was time. he was blowing up, man. It's yeah. it's so crazy because it's like um, it's as tragic as like when uh, that kid from Glee died. Yeah, and it's just like they were just so young. They were gonna like do so much more, you know. What I mean, yeah. And he was an interesting person because he had a like interesting background. He was like found randomly, like in the streets of Manhattan, and like he's this kid. I believe he's from Oakland, and like his character, like his character Fez was r- the most interesting character on Euphoria. So um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, they kind of wrapped up his character in a way last season, but it still sucks because I saw him recently in the movie The Line. And completely different type of characterization, completely different type of acting skill set. And so I was like, oh, he's not just this character, Fez. Yeah. Like, he's actually, he can actually act. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So, um, rest in peace, young man. Uh, that's It's a really tragic when that happens. 
Um, but on some positive news, uh, our last time we did movie news, we talked about there hadn't been any word. Like we'd seen pictures of Jamie Foxx, but we hadn't actually seen him talk. And we were kind of like, is this AI shit? Like, what's going on? But he did uh, actually. Oh, release, was he cloned? Yeah. But he did actually release a video where he gave fans an update, um, praising his his daughter, his sister, for helping him get through. And there were parts when he got emotional, and I got emotional because I'm like, you know, it's like I didn't want y'all to see me the way I was. Yeah. And I completely understand that. Like, not everybody wants to be Jeremy Renner showing you, you know, a nigga's all bandaged, bandaged up and like connected to. Tubes uh, IVs and, and all you know that. I mean um, I I appreciate that he he did come out and um, I I'm glad to see that he's doing better hopefully you know he just continues on his road of recovery I don't need to know what happened like you, you know what I just want him to be okay <laughs> it, it's also the fact is that you know as a star he doesn't owe us uh, yeah. you know uh, you know what happened to him and all and all some that. people believe that though yeah some people believe like some if people, you're a public figure that I deserve to like. No, every soul. Yeah, look, yeah. That that's, fucking Kardashian started. That he, he he's he's a grown ass man, and he he should be able to you know, keep things, hold things to the chest. And it's yeah. just like you also have to realize, as a man, as a black man on on that. Um, I t- I t- let's just say as a, as a man. Yes. A lot of us, when we do get sick or we do get hurt, we're we, we kind of revert back to animals and like like dogs. We go away and we just. And, and we suffer alone. Yeah. And, you know, that's also something in how maybe we're, we're programmed that way, that we don't speak about the things that are hurting us. And I'm not saying that that's the right way, but you also have to put that in the perspective when you're thinking about these people who are famous because they're still normal human beings. Absolutely. And, like, I like if something happened to me and, and I – could withhold it from my from my wife and children to know that like hey it's imminent you know a part of me may think of like that may be the best way because you want to shield the people that you love from pain you, you know and yeah. like not saying that's the right way but like you need to think about that kind of stuff and like I said in the other episode he really couldn't talk about they cloned Tyrone because of everything going on but him holding out right before the movie dropped was a way to promote the movie without promoting the movie. You need to peep game, niggas. Peep fucking game. Stay woke. Justin Brown got the case solved. No, I'm just, I'm just like, bro, it's marketing one-on-one because they're going to talk about, like, yeah. once he's in the news for all this time and then right before he, he drops that, uh, nigga, he just promoted the movie without promoting the movie, but everyone's gonna go see the movie because they know he has a new movie on Netflix. Like, come on! How many times are you gonna say movie, bro? I'm just it's saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, it's it's fucking genius. That's what you're supposed to do. He's a fucking business, bro. All right. Well, speaking <laughs> of uh, movies uh, and uh, movies that are done with Jamie Foxx, they clone Tyrone. Also stars John Boyega, who mm-hmm. I guess recently. Uh, changed his stance and said he is open to playing Finn in a new Star Wars project. Yep. Which means, I think, they have that new movie that supposedly has an older Ray and stuff like that. I think Finn's in that, and I think that they do a flip where it's actually going to be a Finn story. Mm. And I think that they're, like, doing a bait-and-switch. Like, I think they have to give him something really worthwhile and also, obviously, pay him a lot of money for him to even consider coming back. Let me just throw this out at you, Brandon. Obviously, the way everything went down with, you know, the Star Wars trilogy, yeah. 
uh, with John Boyega. Uh, but and obviously he was used. If you watch that trilogy, they used him as a fucking pawn. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and um, they use him for diversity on a yeah. superficial level. And then they and then they threw him away yeah. uh, as the series went on Absolutely. and he faded into obscurity. Um, now. With all the success that John Boyega has been having over the last uh, few years, yeah. post the whole Disney battle and saying "fuck them" to two fucking birds to them motherfuckers, I think that Disney was just like, "Oh, this motherfucker's eating right now," and they probably started coming to him as like, "Hey, we'll we'll give you the fucking world, we'll give you the fucking world," yeah, and then now he's just like, "Oh." Time to cash out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of the shit that Star Wars announces doesn't even get made because yeah. Kathleen Kennedy is so fucking weird about what gets greenlit and what actually like she she lets get through with directors that it's possible they gave him a deal where they're like, hey, we're going to pay you this much just to entertain us or we're going to keep pitching ideas. Hopefully within this time period, something will resonate with you that you'll commit to. Yeah. But we'll pay you like this speed to just be on standby for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm open to it. Um, I mean, I do, to, to your your thought on his trilogy arc and everything, he did recently also say The Last Jedi is his least favorite of the trilogy. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense because even though the third one, he's just spending all of his time running around screaming Ray. Yeah. It, he did have some cool action stuff to do, whereas Last Jedi, he kind of felt like an afterthought. Yeah. And then they almost kind of killed him at the second and the third act. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Like Finn's character had the worst one, worst arc in Last Jedi yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, which was disappointing because like he was, just, to me, I think that he and Ray are equal leads. Like he and Ray are equal leads. And then Poe Dameron's a supporting character. Yeah. It's just, it was, man, I don't know how they fucked that up. Oh, I know how they fuck. <laughs> just, it's so disappointing, man. Because uh, Star Wars became too woke, Brandon. Too woke. <laughs> Jesus. Um, speaking of black uh, creatives with Disney, so this is really, this is, this is kind of interesting. So a few weeks ago, Donald Glover, I guess this interview happened before the strike, mm. was asked about the Lando show. And he was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on with that. Like, I might entertain it. You know, who knows, right? And then a few weeks after that, because Justin Simeon's part of the DGA, even though he's technically WGA too, he's a writer, mm-hmm. he attended the Haunted Mansion premiere, and he was asked, because he was initially booked as the showrunner for the Lando series, and yeah. uh, Disney was good developed. And they are like, hey, what's going on with Lando? He's like, I'm not sure. Like, you know, obviously there's a strike, but I haven't heard anything. Like, we'll see what happens when things clear. And then a day later, the trades announced that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover are set to write Lando, the Lando series uh, with uh, Justin Simeon exiting the project. Now, here's the thing. Justin Simeon on Instagram posted a, co- uh, a screenshot of this article and said, this is how I found out I got fired. Yeah. Which is so fucked up to pit black creatives uh-huh. against each other in an industry where we already get very few opportunities. But then if you already made a backdoor deal with the Glover brothers... You got to tell like, the dude who's spending however much time working trying to develop something and probably thinking, I, I, I got to keep pitching. I got to keep figuring this idea out so Donald would sign on. Because that's how it is. It's like yeah. Justin's over here trying to develop the story arc and like figure out what the show is. And then he's pitching probably to Donald, whether it's in person, on the phone, what have you. And it's up to Donald to sign on because he's Lando at this point. Yeah. Right? 
And so if then if Donald had this fucking, it's it's very shady, because there had to be a conversation without Justin Justin involved. And who knows? Maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to work with Justin Simmons. Yeah. But that's still really fucked up, indicative of how Hollywood works. That there was a conversation clearly where Justin was not aware of, and there was a deal made. And and then it was already out, and nobody said shit to him. Yeah, that that, that that's fucked up. And if you can't picture this. Imagine you go into your job. Well, well, though, imagine you are up for a promotion in your job, and and like you're like everybody's just like, "Yo, there's no way you're not gonna get this, bro." Oh, yeah, Congratulations! Yeah. And then you walk into your job one day, and then and then just somebody one else of your like employees. One of your direct reports is now your boss. Yes, <laughs> literally happened to me. Um, <laughs> that that's what happened that's to Michael like. Scott too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like like that's. That's basically what that's like. So you can, you, if you can imagine that, you understand how he feels right now. But also, you can't necessarily hold. It. I mean, to a degree, you could, you could, you know, be pissed at Donald Glover, yeah, at your employee. But yes, at the same time, you know, they're probably like, "Hey, don't say shit." So he can't say shit because then it's going. It's all so messy, yeah. man. It's just fucking ugh. yeah, ugh. This yep. this business, man. But uh. I'm sure Justin will. I'm I'm sure Justin will land on his feet. I mean, I heard Hunter Mansion's got mixed responses, but you know, I'm gonna check it out at some point. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just shady how that happened, and hopefully that deal happened pre-strike. By the way, yeah, I hope they like they were trying to set. That's that was very weird. The timing of that press release because it's like you should at least say this deal was done before the strike so that the Glovers don't get that smoke. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Obviously, people are not gonna not work with them because they're fantastic writers, but. That's kind of a sand in the face a little bit. Yeah. For the strike and stuff. Uh, and another weird... Uh, so we're going into the superhero movie territory real quick. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church from Spider-Man 3 and recently uh, No Way Home said he's heard rumors of a potential new Spider-Man film directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire. Now I think someone's just fucking with Thomas because especially that pairing, there's no way that a studio would be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, I can see an older Peter Parker story being interesting, but I think given the response to The Flash, like box office-wise, and I think also given that Andrew Garfield was actually the Spider-Man, that people were like, that guy, like, you know, I would love to see another, I would love to see them do another film with him and get it right finally yeah. than anyone was saying about Toby. True. So, unless Toby's the only one that's open to returning for this fucking Sony universe that they're trying to do, I mean, which is he- possible. Because I, I think I, Andrew's just like Andrew's got he has, but he uh, but Toby has the strongest relationship with Tony. Probably, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think Andrew like they 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 had a falling out because of Spider Man too. But then like he's back and obviously in the fold and stuff. But I think he's he's got two Oscar noms. He's like he can select whatever the fuck he wants. I think like unless it's like a really really good story and he knows for sure it's gonna be handled well. I have heard rumors that he's open to it, but he wants Kevin Feige involved. Mm. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is just someone blew smoke up Thomas Church's ass or he just made it up <laughs> to get some headlines. You know what I mean? I need to get in these headlines, baby. You don't think that's above people in Hollywood? Just saying some wild shit? Bro, yeah. we had a girl that came out and said that she won the lottery when she had when she was nowhere oh, close because yeah. she wanted to get on TV. No, nobody is above that kind of True. bullshit now. True. Um, and other... Uh, Superhero news. This one really threw me for a loop. Apparently, uh, according to Gal Gadot, 
um, Wonder Woman three is still being developed uh, with uh, the work with the you know assistance of Peter Safran and James Gunn, who recently took over at Coheads as DC Studios. This is after Patty Jenkins, the director of the first two Wonder Woman movies, dropped out. Um, and she said, from what I heard from James and from Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. Which, I think at this point she would have gotten the memo if they weren't going to continue with her. Just so she wouldn't do interviews that said that. Yeah. But at the same time, what the fuck is going on? Because that's going to be so fucking confusing for viewers post-Superman then. Because if I get a new Superman and I'm getting like... But he's also doing Peacemaker still. So it's like, how are you going to explain this? Unless everything's Elseworld. Unless nothing's connected anymore. That's the only way you can pull this off. Because I know Matt Reeves is still getting to do his Batman shit. Yeah. So essentially, if you just come out and be like, hey, everyone, none of this is connected. We're just going to have themes for our faces versus like connecting everything together like the way Marvel did. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Just let people do be creative and run IP and do their own thing. There's going to be some hits and some misses, but you got it. Because once you start shoehorning that connectivity, I think that's what brought down uh, Marvel Phase 5. Yeah. It stopped being about the story in that moment and leaving the the connected tissue to like the post or mid credit scenes. And now it's embedded into the movie. True. Like I watched Wakanda Forever again, and I'm like, we did not need this Julie Louis-Dreyfus shit. Yeah. And that's like a good 10, 12 minutes of the story. Yeah. We didn't need that. It's, yeah. it's to set up her shit. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like we, so I'm, I'm surprised to see that, uh, Gail is open to it, especially given like, she just seems over the role after seeing a little bit of the flash that she appeared in. Also, she just seems like she's kind of overacting if I'm being honest with you. Cause even like that little CGI, I think they put at the end of fast 10. I was like, did she want to do this? And then, uh, what was the other <sighs> movie? She did that, uh, the death in the Nile movie. And she was God awful in that. Really? Yeah, she. Was, yeah, I, I mean, every every that whole movie, that whole series is like boring as fuck. And Abrana is like putting me to sleep with those movies. But it's just crazy that we're doing, we're still doing shit from Agatha Christie. I mean, it could be done well, but the no, thing no, no. Is, I'm not saying that is, Agatha Christie is no, but yeah, she's played out. But it's just like that's wild that somebody's work from a hundred and yeah. you know sixty years ago Dude, is so still yeah. her writing still holds up, man. Yeah. I read her book. I read. I try to read uh, one of her books every two months or so because mm. they're fast reads too. Yeah. But Ryan Johnson's doing Agatha Christie better than Kenneth Brown's doing Agatha Christie. Yeah. And he also has a fantastic lead. Yeah. Kenneth Brown as the lead is also fucking, like, he's crazy. Yeah. Whereas Daniel Craig, I just watched Glass Onion the other day. Fantastic. Yeah. He's awesome in that role. 100%. And he's also, like, kind of aloof enough where you're like, he's going to fuck out one of these cases once, right? <laughs> but you're like, but I'll still, like, love him, though. I'll still love this character. Everything. Yeah. But uh, good luck. With that, gal, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a little call saying, hey, uh, I know you've told one thing, but listen, listen, there's been some changes. Hey, uh, so, uh. <laughs> Why are you doing so much breathing? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh. <laughs> Dude, imagine, imagine the confidence. That couldn't have been a comfortable uh, meeting between James Gunn and The Rock. When the rock's like saying, "No, Black Adam's part of the DCU, and he's gonna change everything." Uh, Daddy's here to save the fa- the world, and then James gonna have to sit him down and be like, "Hey, hey so you know, uh, Brandon, you know, I think that we should do what we should we should uh, go back and play the tapes we have of James Gunn and the oh, Rock having the, that conversation. Oh, having that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I didn't know we were gonna show like you know our our hand. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, we're I mean, build the I mean, access we have. For sure. Here. Okay. Here we go. Hey, it's DJ here. Hey, 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 Dwayne. Uh, sit down, buddy. Sit down. How you doing? Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to take over the oh, DC yeah, universe boy. and uh, really bring the Black Adam into the into the force. <laughs> the, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think I do. I think I do. But, um, but you know, I'm a nervous white man, so I need to stop moving your hands around a lot. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Sometimes I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy, and these these are these aren't even hands. They're mitts. I know. Like I if know. I could choke somebody with these things, they're over. I know, you know, John Cena said the same thing. You know, he said you're a big dude, and I, I see you now. But uh, I do have to tell you, um, you have to stop saying that you're going to be part of the DCU because... I'm going to be bigger than the DCU. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, okay, listen, listen. Like hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let, I, let's I take Black Adam Dwayne, to the next level. Dwayne, you're fired. You're no longer Black Adam. The, the Black Adam no longer exists in our plans for the DCU going forward. I am sorry. I wish that your reps had been honest with you. I wish that the industry had been honest with you. I wish that your trainer had been honest with you because these arms are ridiculous. They are not natural. You're clearly taking drugs. I've, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you with Chris Pratt because he's a religious man as well. We're going to pray together. Get on bended knees and pray for your black Samoan soul. I bid you adieu. You know, James, The Rock says this. The Rock says, a chug candy ass. I think I need to go back to wrestling for a bit. I'm just going to walk out of here. It's been a hard day for me. DJ out. Wow, Brandon, that that was tough. That was, that was tough, tough to man. listen to. Yeah, man. I mean, The Rock, he got he 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 didn't smell what was cooking, no. which was failure. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sadly, he really didn't see that coming. No, he, he, he seemed so excited at yeah. first, though. And uh, I mean, it's crazy. James Gunn said he was going to pray for his soul <laughs> with Chris Pratt. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I don't know why he threw Chris Pratt in there. Yeah, I know. You know, I feel like The Rock is going to go after Chris Pratt now. So I mean, that's that's kind of. Well, yeah. good luck. Good thing Chris has been doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blue Beetle, in our last uh, story about superhero stuff, is projected to earn 12 to $17 million domestically in its upcoming <laughs> weekend with a total domestic gross of just 27 to $55 million, which sucks, especially given the representation in that movie. But that's going to be... I mean, DC is not doing well. No, 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 not at all. But also... Whose uh, fault is this? Personally, I look at it as like, hey, James Gunn, you prob- or, or DC, you guys pulled the they should rug have under yeah. a little too fast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, and and I, I know we just we just listened to that uh, interview with The Rock. Well, that interview, that conversation between Rock and James Gunn. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, if, if we're being totally honest about this. They didn't need to outline their plan. But yeah. J- I think James Gunn gave in to the online mob that was harassing him constantly. Like, what's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? Yeah. And he finally recorded like a 20-minute video and said, this is the plan. And I think that that was... I mean, but again, James Gunn is not studio head. Yeah. This is his first time doing this shit. So mm-hmm. someone bigger than him should have been like, don't do that. Yeah. Because now they're getting all kinds of... Taking all kinds of L's from their superhero catalog. Blue Beetle wasn't a household name. But like you said, it neutered everything that came after it. Yep. After that announcement, everything. And that's before he even did it because Black Adam was already struggling. And then to know everything after that. And then Black Adam, the only redeeming thing that a lot of people fucked with was the Superman cameo at Henry Cavell. 
And then immediately they're like, yeah, that's, we're not doing any of that. Yeah. So then people don't give a fuck. Yep. So. I I mean, I think it's just really, it's just really shitty that they did that. Yeah. But uh, I will say one thing that Warner Brothers did get right is renewing Righteous Gemstones for season four. Mm-hmm. Now, do you watch Righteous Gemstones? Yeah. I just started watching it. How far are you? No, I'm in the first season. Okay. Second season is a little rocky. This third season they just finished is so fucking funny. And it's so indicative of like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green's like sensibility. Like it's like everything that they learned from Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals and just ramped up. Like everyone's <laughs> fucking crazy. But it works for every character. Walton Goggins as baby Billy is so fucking Yo, crazy. he's wild. <laughs> he's fucking so wild. Crazy, dude. Wait till you I, get to I, season three. There's you, a white 2K party listen. and he's doing cocaine with a uh, Gene Hackman or a nigga that looks like Gene Hackman. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this uh, when any man pops up on screen with rose-colored glasses, I know that we're in for a fucking, we're for a ride. We're in for a ride. Rose-colored glasses mean that this motherfucker yeah, is yeah. about to fuck shit. <laughs> it means we're out of their fucking minds. Yeah. My dad had a pair of rose-colored glasses. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. Kind of to the point where I want to buy one. <laughs> because you know what? You're either on the you're bo- ready to party if you wear a rose-colored no, glasses. No, it's either like... Is there's it's two two things. I'm a wild man or I'm a pedophile. So you got to really define which one you are. I want to go wild man. I want to stay away from pedophilia range. But wild man or pedophile, that's the only way you wear those rose colored glasses. Wow, uh, that's for real. That's though. a hell of a range. Or 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 you work or in organized uh, crime. Yeah, I was gonna say like you could be a Miami Vice cop or something. No. Wild man, pedophile, organized crime. Those are the only. Th- it's the trifecta of hurt. Because you can also be all three together if you're not paying attention. All right. So uh, there was also a recent um, trailer release for Saw 10, um, which shows Tobin Ooh. Bell. But we're not going to talk about the trailer. But it does return twisted murderer John Kramer uh, in a film that supposedly takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2, where he's desperately trying to get revenge against the niggas that were supposed to treat his cancer and didn't. Um, and so this is a different kind of jigsaw, it seems like, because he's just trying to, he's just trying to get revenge. Yeah, this he's is a revenge plot. Versus, like, you know, the, the games mm-hmm. and everything. Again, how does this nigga have time to build this shit if he's dying of a, like, aggressive cancer? Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Also, is he an engineer? How did he do this? Anyways. Um, so if you're a Saw fan, apparently you got something really good to look forward to because the early buzz is that it's actually a pretty decent sequel. Um, speaking of buzz... A, a Variety has an exclusive uh, lead that Hassan Minaj, uh, who was a past uh, correspondent on Daily Show, is the leading candidate for an open host role at Comedy Central's Daily Show. Now, Hassan Minaj, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, already had a show on Netflix, right? That yep. kind of talked about new topics? Yep. And uh, remind me, Justin, if I'm correcting this, uh, didn't we have Roy Wood Jr. on earlier this year who said, you know, I'm, I'm ready to talk? Yep. One of the fastest rising comedians uh, today. Yep. So that they were open to taking on this hosting job that mm-hmm. they would be perfect for. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. Hassan Minaj, great looking dude, pretty funny guy. But there's uh, there's some other options out there. But Also, you got Dulce Sloan. You got a bunch of other candidates that haven't had already had a show and had a shot. You know? Yeah. Just saying. I, I, listen, it, you know. Just saying. 
It is what it is. It is what it is. But it is what it is. I'm just saying, Comedy Central. If you know, we we would support uh, someone who rhymes with boyhood pooner for the the host role. Why didn't I just say his name? That was weird. Why are you just staring at me? <laughs> I clearly am going through something. Pooner, <laughs> pooner. Because I was trying to rhyme with Junior. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a terrible way of doing it. What's a pooner? Was a good. Uh, you can say what? You gonna say? You can just. What say, can I say that rhymes with Junior? Huh? What rhymes with Junior? Just you don't have to. Just Junior. Just say Junior. You don't have to say pooner. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but poo. It's made the man sound like shit. <laughs> oh, daddy! All right. Uh, last news, which is a uh, pretty pretty tough for me. Um, but it is what it is. Christopher Landon has been confirmed to direct Scream 7. He is the director of Happy Death Day and Freaky. It will be taking over duties from Radio Silence. He did, uh, directed the previous two entries. Uh, still no word on who's writing it, but it's been believed that's the Sam Rogers and Scream uh, 5 and 6, which if those two are returning and then this guy who does a lot of comedy horror, I'm, I'm not feeling great about it. Hmm. Just because... They have yet to crack. I think what makes Scream so cool, on top of being like a fun horror film, was the mystery element. Yeah. And the past two, I think Scream 4 was the last time I was like, oh shit, they actually went there. Scream 5, I knew immediately who the killers were. Yeah. And then Scream 6, it was like, through process of elimination, it has to be at least these two, if not additional. Yeah, somebody else. Somebody else. Because they want to do three now. Yeah. You know, like just shake things up. And so it was like, they're terrible at the mystery part. Yeah, and they're also not great at servicing legacy characters. So, for me, I'm just kind of like, as a longtime fan of Scream, I'm very pessimistic about this. Um, I know that I, as soon as I knew that Radio Science was working on an original horror film with Universal and taking Melissa Barrera, I'm like, it's fifty fifty. They're gonna come back for Scream Seven because they're, they're gonna have to do that back to back. Yeah, Melissa's an actor, so she can like handle that. But on a directing standpoint, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So I was like, the chances of them coming back are very slim. So, I did like the first Happy Death Day, and I did like Freaky. Mm-hmm. Do I think that that matches with Scream? Not so much. Scream the TV show a little bit more, and that shit was god awful. Um, so <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not looking forward to. I know, listen, I I know you're a big Scream guy, so yeah, it hurts. It hurts a little bit, but it, uh, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. But uh, yeah, we're not talking about any movie trailers, but. They did release the Spider-Man 2 game trailer. Yo. Which is fucking... Did you get a PS5 yet? Yeah. Okay. I thought... Because I remember there was a time when you didn't have one. No, I got it. Well, you were like asking about it, and I was trying to I was trying to put you on game. Yeah. It's always fun. I could tell my friends that uh, that talk, talk like they're going to get the system, but then clearly don't have the money to get the system. Because I'd be like, oh, do this thing. Like, do this thing. And I'm like, did you get it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, but you <laughs> just had the sense of urgency when you asked me for all my hookups. Yeah. But, but but you remember when like and even then when I got a hookup yeah. and I put it in the group, I was just like, hey, this you know PS Five. Anybody wants like I could buy it for you, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they were just like, no. Nah. I'm just like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up I ended up getting it for somebody else. Uh, okay, but like I didn't know they were still scarce. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Spider Man Two is going to change like because they're bringing out like a reissued, not reissued, uh, a, a customized one with yeah. the Venom shit. I mean, that game looks phenomenal. And yeah. if we get a DLC where we get to play as Venom, that's going to be the game yeah, I play all dope. day. 
All day. That's what all, all day, Dude, bitches. So tell me, I just put on the game just so I can swing around New York City. And now I get to swing around Queens and Brooklyn and shit? Yeah, that's dope. Get the fuck out of here. It's going to be like GTA 5 level, I think. Like, yeah. How much people play it. I'm just going to go hang out in front of my old house. <laughs> oh, I wonder if we could do that. Because yeah. there's parts in, like, there's a, I mean, it's mostly key buildings that you can well, go yeah, to yeah, in the first game. Yeah. But I wonder how much, how detailed they're going to be. Yeah. That'd be funny. That'd be, that'd be dope. He, going and hanging out in your yeah. old neighborhood, rather. Uh, My favorite thing to do is to go into the tallest buildings and just jump. You just just hit the ground. Well, you don't <laughs> you don't hit the ground though. That's just so cool. But yeah, or you can like decide to swing. It's just oh, yeah. it's so much fun, man. Yeah, he's just like that 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 falling yeah. moment. Yeah, There's, and then also uh, Harry being Venom is going to be an interesting twist. Yeah, because I was like, oh okay. Well, that's that that raises the stakes a little bit because like he is Peter's best friend. Yeah. So it's like, do you take this nigga out? Because he's trying to take you out. Mm. That's and why that. I never got the Tom Hardy Venom. I'm like, Venom is an anti-hero at best. He's not a hero. Yeah. So you can never make that fully work. Yeah, but you know, they're, they're trying it. Well, because they made Tom Hardy special. So everyone's like, oh, he don't mean no harm. <laughs> the way that he plays Eddie Brock is fucking crazy. <laughs> he's supposed to be an acclaimed journalist. The nigga could barely use a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, now wait a second. Tell me about science and how H two O is what. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's a uh, our movie news and trailer reactions. It just, I mean, trailer reaction because that's that's where we're at now. Because fucking writers and actors can't get a fair shake of things. But uh, so we ain't gonna give the studios a fair exactly. shake by speaking about this shit. Exactly. So going forward, folks, like I said, you're gonna get a mini episode and or or a re release episode. You know what? How about this? You guys call in 347-508-0978. We do voicemails? Huh? I would love that. Just do episodes of voicemails and shit? That'd be great. I mean, I mean, that would be great. But I was also thinking that if if there's something that you would like to see us fill in for uh for for these episodes with, maybe that's maybe you have an idea. Call us up. Let us yeah. know. 347-508-0978. If it's something that we think is interesting is or, or it's something that we were just like, okay, that's weird. Maybe we'll throw it up on Patreon, you know, uh, throw a thread together and, uh, you know, we'll do a vote. And maybe and maybe that will be the thing that we do in the meantime while the strike is on. Yep. yep. Or you can leave a voicemail and we'll uh, talk about it in the episodes. If we get enough voicemails, we can just make that into a mini episode. Yeah. yeah. 347-508-0978. Maybe it's just an episode where me and Brandon just talk, <laughs> and we're not talking anything about movies. We're just having a random conversation <laughs> because that's weird enough. But hey, man, did you do any yard work this week? Oh, God, I, see, I surely did. I, did I, I tried, man. It's hot out there. It's hot as it's fuck hot, outside. outside. And my, my trimmer keep getting, like, you know, the ribbon keep going low. It's like I keep rewinding it and shit. And then my neighbors are nosy. They just be watching what I'm doing from the windows. You know what? So... I actually have uh I actually ha- I have like a, a huge weed that turned into a tree because uh-huh. it was growing so oh, long sure. that it actually turned into like yeah. a little mini like a tree that was overhanging and now this was before we bought the house yeah so like the old and we were just like oh yeah there's like this bush slash tree that's there and the guy came over because we were doing some work and I was just like that's not a bush or a tree that's a weed we're like what <laughs> so I had to cut it down yeah. right so I cut this bitch down throw my work glove you know like I bought like a little chainsaw so I cut it I cut it down you know get my fucking <laughs> you with a chainsaw is just terrifying visual oh uh, yeah yeah you should it should be 
um, cut this thing, uh, cut this thing off, and go to drag him, throwing it off to the side because we're gonna have some work done. So we're gonna have a truck that comes. I'm gonna throw all the shit in uh, in the trash can that we have coming in. Yeah. And this motherfucker is just packed full of fucking thorns. Shit went right through my gloves. Oh, like, thorns. <laughs> yeah, thorns, Ooh. bro. <laughs> Not fun. And because yeah. they're because it turned into a tree, that fucking those thorns are huge. Yeah, you got fucked up by Groot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like what the fuck? So folks, this might be the kind of entertainment you have to look forward to. Or you can leave a voicemail at 347-508097. Yeah. <laughs> unless you want unless you want old nigga hour. <laughs> So crazy. But, uh, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you can follow me at uh, Frodo Blackens, Frodo underscore Blackens on threads and Instagram. You got to change that, nigga. You got to change that. No, it's not, I'm, I take it back. Not the underscore. Just take off the underscore. I, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. Okay. Frodo Blackens was already taken. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yes, niggas. Uh, but FrodoBlackens.com for my shows. I got stuff coming up in New York City. And then remember, you can follow media, the Medium Popcorn at Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms, MediumPopcorn.com, as well as leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast application. We will read it on the show. It's been a while since we got a five-star rating, so just post it up on there, baby. Come on, let us know how you like the show. And Justin, if you want to support the show financially as well as follow you, what can they do, my brother? Guys, you can follow me at J Brown Did It on socials, but you can follow this show on to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages over there. So, guys, if you like bonus episodes, you like our backlogs, you and want. And pina coladas. Yeah, and, and getting the. Caught in the rain. Yeah, exactly. If you're not into yoga. Okay, shut up. Uh, so, feel free to go <laughs> to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. That's right. Shake it up, put it down, everybody get around. We'll talk to y'all soon. I uh, just won't be doing movie news and trailer talk. Mm-hmm. Dick and mouth. Medium popcorn. We are too niggas for the movies. Brandon Collins, that's me, and Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're